Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In today's podcast, you will hear from experts who share some insights into the pathophysiology of accelerated phase MPNs and novel treatment approaches being explored. First, Anand Patel discusses the mutational landscape of accelerated phase MPNs, emerging treatment strategies, and ongoing trials in this space. One, you know, uh, high and you know, high level of interest I have is identifying treatment strategies for MPNs uh, that are in the accelerated phase, so greater than 10% blast or blast phase of disease greater than 20% blast. Historically, uh, with standard treatment approaches, uh, unfortunately, uh, overall survival has been quite limited. Since 2017, there have been a number of uh, new agents that have been approved for acute myeloid leukemia uh, by the FDA. However, we have very limited data about how these agents perform uh, when uh, applied to to use in accelerated and blast phase MPNs. So these could be uh, intensive chemotherapy. This could be HMA venetoclax. Uh, this could be HMA plus JAK inhibitor. And you know when you uh, when kind of looking at these treatment approaches. Uh, what we have found, uh, so I was able to present uh, some data at ASH this past year, uh, part of a multi-group study. What we found is that uh, despite kind of all of these, these uh, newer therapies, even in the current era of treatment, uh, median overall survival uh, for MPN accelerated or blast phase is somewhere in the neighborhood of six to seven months without there being appreciable differences in survival um, across the three most common treatment approaches, which is intensive chemotherapy, um, HMA-based therapy and HMA plus venetoclax-based therapy. Now, risk factors for progression uh, uh, typically focus around the acquisition of high-risk mutations. And when you look at the mutational profile of accelerated and blast phase MPNs versus um, AML, uh, it's actually a very different mutational landscape. So when thinking about uh, accelerated and blast phase MPNs, we see uh, enrichment in mutations for ASXL1, we see enrichment in mutations for TP53, and we see uh, enrichment in mutations for IDH1 and IDH2. So we don't have a, a targeted agent per se for ASXL1. However, you know, use of the LSD1 inhibitor, bomodemstat, and early phase studies in, in essential thrombocytosis uh, and myelofibrosis uh, demonstrated that there, there may be uh, increased efficacy in those with ASXL1 mutations. So, so perhaps we can think about whether LSD1 inhibition has some role uh, specifically for ASXL1 mutated accelerated and blast phase MPNs. Another mutation that's enriched in accelerated and blast phase MPNs uh, is TP53. And in terms of about treatment strategies, um, we should look towards the, the sorts of studies that are being run in uh, MDS and AML, uh, looking at drugs uh, that have specifically been uh, investigated in the TP53 mutant population. Uh, one example would be the CD47 antibody map, which is currently being investigated in a phase three study uh, for TP53 mutated AML. I think the question becomes, if we see benefit in something like TP53 uh, mutated MDS or AML with the drug like map, are we then able to apply or translate those results to TP53 mutated MPNs that are in the accelerated phase or blast phase? There have been retrospective studies um, to suggest benefit with use of IDH inhibition in this patient population. In this past ASH, there was a prospective study 
um, looking at the combination of ruxolitinib with enosidinib um, in IDH2 mutated uh, accelerated in blast phase MPNs that had very promising early results, albeit only five patients that were analyzed. So I think there's that open question of for patients with an IDH1 or IDH2 mutation, which treatment approaches is best for them? Do you want to incorporate the IDH inhibitor early on versus uh, utilizing it at time of progression or at relapse, uh, which is which is an open question. And uh, but but certainly I think the fact that IDH1 and IDH2 mutations are enriched in accelerated and blast phase MPNs. Uh, absolutely um, uh, needs to be considered in prospective trial design to see if we're able to take advantage of that uh, with the targeted drugs we have available to us. Next, you will hear from Andrew Kirkendall and Jan-Philipp Bowersdorf, who comment on challenges with treating patients with accelerated or blast phase MPNs and the need to develop novel targeted treatment strategies, highlighting the potential of combination approaches. I think for, for blast phase MPN, I think what we know is that intensive chemotherapy is not the same for blast phase MPN as it is for, for de novo AML. Uh, and really these patients with blast phase MPN, you know, their disease has long been going on. And, and a lot of times they have damaged bone marrow, fibrosis, osteosclerosis, really inhospitable bone marrow environment. And then to give intensive chemo on top of that renders, you know, one toxic and two very difficult to recover counts. And, and oftentimes they have uh, a clone in their, uh, in their disease that's also somewhat resistant. So sometimes it's not even that effective. And, and I think when we've looked at historical outcomes with intensive chemotherapy, they've been terrible. Um, increasingly, we're using hypomethylating agents, which it's unclear if those are doing a lot more in terms of response, but I think they're actively not hurting as many patients as intensive chemotherapy does. We got excited when venetoclax started being used in combination with, with HMAs, but unfortunately it doesn't look like that, that benefit we see in, in de novo AMLs and, and, and elderly AMLs is, is really extended to the MPN population. It may help with response rates, but survival doesn't be, appear to be meaningfully impacted. Um, so I think this is probably the biggest area of unmet need right now within MPNs is to develop novel, intelligent, targeted strategies to, to really improve the, the outcomes for these patients with accelerated or blast phase disease. Ultimately, we want to get them all to transplant, right? But 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 that, that goes without saying. I think that that just means that we have no good options for them. We, we need to be able to figure out ways to actually get their disease to go away so there'll be better transplant candidates when we get them there. Currently available therapies outside of an allogeneic stem cell transplant are not curative in this patient's uh, population. And w any treatment that's currently available, um, starting with intensive induction chemotherapy to HMA, um, so hypomethylating agents in combination with venetoclax or just given as monotherapy, have um, low response rates, certainly less than 50%, and median overall survival is on the order of uh, probably six months in that space. So what are novel uh, therapies? Um, there are combination therapies um, um, that are being explored, especially in combination um, with um, uh, molecularly driven subsets of patients. So IDH, inhibit, uh, IDH mutations are common at the progression uh, from chronic to accelerated and blast phase. So that could be a, a novel therapeutic uh, avenue. And we're also looking at novel targeted therapies as well. Um, that, but those are concepts that are in, in early stages of clinical development. And um, otherwise, um, there is currently the standard of care remains um, either lower intensive uh, therapy um, or induction chemotherapy with an ultimate plan to proceed to allotransplant. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Hemonk and subscribe to VJ Hemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. Until next time.